The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. afternoon, two minutes past three. Thank you for joining us. Kim Barn the Roots with you on a Monday afternoon. Currently 25.1 degrees in the city. Beautiful day. We are brought to you by our great mates at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Hyundai and IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. Let's find out what the Roach has been up to. What's the matter you? Hey, got no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. That's my mama can Michelangelo Ricci. Good afternoon to you and welcome to the start of a new working week. Ah, uh, thank you, Kim. Hello to everyone. Hope you all had a great weekend. Yeah, did you have a good weekend? It flew by, Kim. Did it? It just flew by. Event mm. after event after event. Moment mm. after moment and moment in sport. Even one that's just Hit us right now. Yes, the Constellation Cup. We might uh, go to that straight mm. away, Roach. Uh, Australia has just lost game four of the Constellation Cup against New Zealand. So they lost both in New Zealand, which is quite the form of this competition, which leads me to ask a question, Kim. Mm. Why do they make it four test series and not five? So well, we it, get a definitive winner. Well, Australia has been a definitive winner because it's on goal aggregate. So we've won our 11th Constellation Cup. Here's the last minute and a half, Roach. Just over one minute to play in the fourth test. A reminder, if Australia win, they clean up the series. If New Zealand win, they will level it. But they won't have a margin big enough to win the series. It will stay with the Australian Diamonds. Australia, though, will have to win the ball back to get to that point. New Zealand chewing up the seconds. Oh, Courtney Bruce. She came off really early to have a go at that. Just got caught behind, which opened up Grace Nwerke. Well, that may just be the breathing yeah, space. Yeah, it is, actually. A bit of an anticlimax after that. 50 it was in yes. the end. After a 56-53 on Thursday night, Australia won both tests. Here in Australia, I still ask the question, why isn't there a fifth to decide it on the court, not on the aggregate? We get it in cricket as well now. I know, but it's it's, it's weird, Rich. And uh, look, at the four-minute mark of the final quarter, Australia was leading by five. So well done to New Zealand. Mm. All right, we're up and about. We're live and interactive. If you'd like to send a text, it's uh, 0427-154-166. We should say Australia has won, so congratulations. Yes. Well done to the diamonds. Don't do more than that. If you'd like a chat, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. It's been a great day for me today, Rooch. Tell me. Well, I had I was shocked today because you know how you owe me seventeen coffees. I was walking down. I was walking past the studio, inside the studio, past Ben's office because we alternate. Every day, who buys the coffees? Right. And I said to you, uh, I said, Benny, do you want a coffee? And I said, Well, Roach, do you want to actually pay for some? And I, and then I couldn't believe it. 
said, yes. And I said, well, will you buy Benny one as well? And you said, yes. So that means it'll take it down to 15 roots. So you put your hand in your pocket to get your card out. I thought you were just going to pull out the bird, but no, you gave me the card. I went down to the coffee shop, ordered the two coffees, used your card, and this happened. That's Excuse illegal. Excuse me, sir. Your credit card has been rejected. <laughs> Oh, I called the bank immediately and put a stop on it. <laughs> uh, no, that was from no, the Simpsons, I, I think. So no, you're down I to 15. Didn't. Well done. Hey, good show coming up at 3.35. Phil Harper, the Crows Harper, the Crows AFLW chief will join us. Crows had their first loss. You gave them the kiss of death, Rich. Sorry about that. But that means they also lose a million bucks, Kim. So the McClellan Trophy can only go to Melbourne, Collingwood or Brisbane now. It's mm. a million bucks gone and... Who's going to finish top? Melbourne's probably... Melbourne, I yeah. think. So that's it. That, I would dare say there is someone at AFL House, Kim, who's going, oh, that so solves a problem, perhaps. Perhaps. Well, perhaps. Um, look, there's only percentage in it, but uh, Adelaide... Bit have, a fair bit of percentage. I'll have they? to have a look at Melbourne's draw. Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, Adelaide have North Melbourne, who are third on the ladder. Very good side. They could easily lose that one. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, Brisbane, having a look at that game, you look at all the KPIs, they were the better side. Mm. Adelaide had their chances. They lost Anne Hatchard through concussion protocols in the third quarter for about 20 minutes, Roach. Well, you've got to do the right thing. That's what you have to do. a lot about that this year. Yeah. So we'll hear from Matthew Clark. He's a little bit uh, peeved. So, yeah. So if Melbourne finish top and hold that ranking through the finals, and Mm -hmm. they are the defending champs, so they are quite capable of doing such, the grand final will be played in Melbourne. So where would that be? Uh, Marvel Stadium? You would think so, wouldn't you? I would think so. Yeah. I think that would be a good venue for yeah. it, Rooch. Uh, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, four o'clock, the good, the bad and the ugly. Plenty to pick from over the weekend. A lot of sporting activities taking yes, place, Rooch. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, 4.20, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Roochie's unmissable moment, thanks to Drinkwise. This is a uh, beauty. It involves the WBBL. Mm. It took me back to the great Rod Marsh, late and great. Remember when he... Bludgeoned a ball and his bat broke in half or yes. broke at the yes. base of the handle. Yes. But the build-up to this is quite amusing. I know. We have mm. audio for it. And at 4.35, John Casey will join us, the voice of basketball, after the 36ers had an 11-point victory How over about the Perth Wildcats. Hey. Well, when he lost by seven to them over their route a few weeks ago, Isaac Humphreys was the star with a mm. game-high uh, 26. Hey, have, let's have a listen to some of his uh, good work. This is courtesy of Paul Bonza, our very own. Vasilovic, he drives quickly. Little give to Humphreys and up and under. Nice move from the Adelaide centre. Pass over the top to Humphreys. Standing under the bucket, guarded by Cotton. Cotton could do nothing to let Humphreys score. Hang on to it. The lovely little feet underneath to Isaac Humphreys. And he loves every minute of that. Humphreys, hand off to Vasilovic. Then back to Humphreys, who just waltzes through the key, lays it in, got fouled. He'll go to the line for the bonus. Seven on the shot clock. At the elbow, Humphreys drives to the hole, lays it in. It's a pick for Vasilovic now, Wiley. Gets to the foul line, feeds Humphreys inside. The points count. The foul on Saar, and this place is going off. The Sixers win. We're off the bottom too, Roach. Just as we told you they would on Friday. We made it the sure bet in our Friday forecast, Kim. You were did on board, you? weren't you? Yes. No, I, th- I think I went the Crow Girls. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, did I? No, I know you did. No, I think I went the, the Crow Girls. I thought they'd win that one, Roach. So uh, we're just waiting for the boss to send us some champagne.
Why? Well, it's his Wildcats and our Sixers. Why would he be sending champagne? Because the Sixers won. I don't think it works that way, Rich. Pity, pity. Still hasn't worked with, still hasn't worked with a footy one yet. I think he has. those slabs of beer. Yeah, I know. What, what, what happened to Will Schofield, Benny? I mean, Hang a man on, would right. die of thirst in this studio, wouldn't yeah, you? We got in touch with Benny. Said he was going to send. I'm saying, I think Benny's stolen him. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> oh no. Welcome back you to can't Bumfle. Accuse him of that. Well, I can say whatever I want, Rich. Hold him to account on that, Ben. That's yeah. scurrilous. Benny, don't talk in my ear. I've only got one ear. I can't. Don't. <laughs> no one heard that. So he it thought was it, good. He thought it was really funny it to say, good, what's ladies that? Ladies and gentlemen. Well, I only have one ear and all the noise goes into one ear. And when Ben talks, I can't hear a thing. Um, Roach. Yes. Text coming through. Hello, Come on, Kim. everyone. Get up and about. It's funny. After footy finishes, people go a little bit quiet. G'day, fellas. Big Duff here again. Well, it's been 48 long hours. Get into it, Kimbo. I need my belly laughs. And, Richie, well, you do give me a giggle. (laughs) We're doing stand-up now. All right, Big Duff, we'll do our best. Um, What I can do is tell you that uh, nearest the pin, didn't that cause some controversy on on Friday? (laughs) Well, we had to get it right. Well, I was right, technically. In the end, it worked out your way. But if Australia was chasing Pakistan, they would have won by wickets, Kim. Well, not necessarily. There still would have been a uh, run margin. It just was filled between one to five. One to five. (laughs) So, yeah. I I could have been really stubborn and stuck to my guns. We had to do it uh, the right way. um, So, in the end, we said, who wins between Australia and Pakistan? And how many runs will Australia make? Mm. Now, Johnny from Prospect, well, I'll tell John. you what, he said he, Australia needed to bat first, which they did, mm. and uh, he tipped them to make 369 runs. Well, they made 367. Brilliant. So, well done, Johnny. Brilliant, tipped Australia John. and nearly got the score as well. You've won yourself a $100 IGA voucher, IGA Supermarkets, How the Locals Like Have It. Have you checked the table in this one-day cup? So Australia's now which, fourth. Which one are you talking The World Cup? Yes. Yeah, right. Yep. Fantastic. Australia is now fourth. The reigning champs, England, are ninth. Of it's, ten. It's beautiful, isn't it? they got Sri Lanka, the Netherlands, Bangladesh above oh. them. <laughs> wow. They're, they're, they're on the same amount of wins as Afghanistan as well. Who beat them? It's a, Yeah, it's a fair fall from grace, isn't it? No, no, it? it was Bangladesh who beat them, wasn't it? Um, who beat England? Yes. And, I, and it was Afghanistan who beat... So I've lost track now. No, no. Hey. Um, anyway, India is unbeaten on five games, five wins. <clears throat> Big game, that one last night with New Zealand. I watched a bit of that too. Yeah, it was, that was entertaining. How red hot is Virat Kohli at the moment? He's on fire. Rich, yes. we'll get into all that though. We've got a little bit to get through. We've gone through the guests, but we need to remind everyone, it's only a few weeks now, two weeks away from the Melbourne Cup, and we are running Kimbo and mm. the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. All you have to do is listen for the cue to call and you will be in the running if you're one of the first five callers through each day to either win $500 if you draw the winning horse, $200 for the second place one or $100 for the third placed horse and that will come in the form of an IGA voucher. So a $500 IGA voucher but you have to be one of the first five callers through. Don't do it now when you hear this sound. Now, can I just say, all right, so stay listening for that. We'll do that in the next uh, hour and a half. Uh, talking of the races in the Caulfield Cup, Matt Hill, 
who's Australia's premier race caller, who joins us regularly, Rich. I think he's joined us about seven times and given a tip for five winners, I think. This is Matt Hill. This is Matty Hill on Friday when we asked for his Caulfield Cup selection. Your top three selections, Matt. Well, I think without a fight goes in. Number two, uh, terrific run in the Underwood. And with Mark Zara, good gate. It's hard to knock. These are his selections. Number two, without a fight, which is my tip, Rooch. Yeah. Oh, is that all? Sorry. Thanks, Ben. Just put that. I wanted everyone to know I tipped it as well. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I was trying to remember what he tipped for second and third. Got um, the winner. Yeah. So anyway, here's the concluding stages of the $5 million Caulfield Cup. West Wind blows at the 200, without a fight runs on, lays in on top of Gold Trip, West Wind blows 100 to go, without a fight coming at it, without a fight, West Wind blows, the hits in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup, narrowly from West Wind blows and Gold Trip. He's a mild genius, Matty Hill, so we'll have him back on this Friday for more winners. We need to go to a break. When we come back, we'll go around the grounds. We have some sad news, but a great life to celebrate. That is coming up. It's Kimba on the Roots, thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Monday afternoon, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We love them. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Currently 25.2 degrees outside. Uh, Roach, sadly, the world has lost one of its greatest ever footballers slash soccer players, uh, Bobby Charlton. Sir Robert Charlton, aged 86, died at the weekend. An incredible story of whereby not only... Will we debate, was he the greatest Englishman ever mm. to play the game? But we certainly will not debate he's one of the greatest men to have actually promoted the game. Mm. His, his, his way, his presentation, his love of it, his, everything about it, in the end you say, this is the man who gave the game more than it gave him, surely. He fits that mould. He's one of the rare legends. Now, Represented England on 106 occasions. You finish your playing career as the leading scorer at your club, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. So he had 249 goals at Manchester United when he finishes there. He's also the leading scorer for England, 49 goals when he finishes his international duty. You're at your peak, aren't you, yeah. in terms of setting all now, the... Are you, are you spot on with your... How many goals do you get for Man United? 249. I've got him for 199. No, that's wrong. Kid. It's wrong, is it? Okay. No. I went. To, I wanted to be, is that? I went to Wikipedia. No, this is counting all competitions. So 249 for Man U, 49 for England. Remembered, of course, as being one of the great legends of the 66 World mm. Cup winning team of England. Do you know there's only one player left now from that 66 World Cup winning team? Jeff Hurst is the last survivor. So it is. Such a momentous moment in English football. We saw where the Man U players wore the black armbands yesterday when they beat Sheffield Mm. 2-1. But the the statements that everyone has made just resonate as to how powerful Sir Bobby Charlton was in presenting the world game, not just for England, but around the world. Now, if you were a Manchester United fan, you're always going to remember the great combination, that trinity of George Best, Dennis Law, Sir Bobby Charlton. What they did in the late 60s to make Manchester United the greatest team in Europe 
the legend just will never, ever fade. Yeah, never. Roots, you were right. 199 goals for Man United. That didn't include cup appearances. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Roots, you're the uh, soccer aficionado and the soccer tragic. And I've uh, Googled a little bit of information. Yes. You know, obviously, I've been acutely aware of Bobby Charlton all throughout my life. And not, not a particularly imposing man in terms of size and height, only five foot eight, and had the comb over. Very late uh, for very a lot of his career, for that, yes. Yeah, very KB, Kevin Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to name the best ever English soccer players, I have well, a list. Well, you see, so I, I love Sir, Sir Bobby Moore because of his okay. West Ham connection. So he's always going to have a special place in my mind, and he's captain of that World Cup team. But everything he stood for in the way in which West Ham presented itself when I was picking my English Premier League team with their English football club. So he's always going to be All right, so if you did your top five, oh, what would you what would five. you have? Is that unfair? We haven't discussed this. Yeah, I have a list in front of me, and these things are subjective. Well, I'm going to put Bobby Moore in there because of my... As number one? Oh, no, well, he's in the five. No, okay, one oh, to no. five. Come on, Roach. Get on the edge. I mean, I love... I love not only the way Lineker played, but what he stood for since he stopped playing. He's He's a... He's a great. God, my iPad's frozen on oh, me. What an anti-climax. Um, well, the list that I have has Bobby Charlton at one. Mm, I'm not surprised. Oh, the, everyone is, everything is rating him as, as the best Englishman to have played the game. I'm really annoyed with this, Rich. Mm. I think my iPad's on the way out. Time for a new one, kid. Um, I've just hit refresh, Rich. It's very interesting, though, because... Uh, interesting where people will put Beckham in that debate because well, of his presentation, you know, the way in I, which he became a huge empire as I, well. Well, this particular one, I won't go through all of them, Roach, if it doesn't die. Where does Rooney fit in all this? Yeah, he's up there. What uh, about Harry Kane at the moment? Well, if you let me finish. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm more rattling through my own mind of which ones I'm picking here. In a scary place, your mind. Uh, Raheem Sterling came in at 25. Mm. Not someone I was acutely aware of. Michael Owen at 24. Yep. You like that? Yep. Uh, John Terry at 23. Glenn Hoddle at 22. Ooh, yeah, yeah. John Barnes, 21. Where's George Banks in all this? Let me get there. Mm. Frank Lampard at 20. You like that? Mm. Billy Wright at 19. Now, that's well before my time. Steve Gerrard at 18. Oh, don't remind me of that. He gave me nightmares when he... Towered up West Ham in an FA Cup final. Really? Mm. Well, I'll say his name again then. No, thank you. Steve Gerrard at 18. Tom Finney at 17. Roots Paul Scholes at 16. That's someone I'm familiar with. Mm. Uh, Peter Shilton at 15. Rio uh, Ferdinand at 14. Kevin Keegan at 13. Ashley Cole at 12. I said I wasn't going to go through them all. Now I am. Stanley Matthews always gets a mention at number 11. Going back. Gary Lineker at 10. Mm. Roach, Harry Kane at nine. Mm, still he's playing. Up there now. Okay. Alan Shearer at eight. David Beckham at seven. Seven. Happy with that? Mm. Paul Gascoigne ahead of him at six. Yes, get that. Okay, Gordon Banks at five. Five. Jimmy nice. Greaves at four. Wayne Rooney at three. Mm, thought he'd be up there. Mm. And he did get into a fair bit of bother at the end too. But anyway, he's a yeah, great he, soccer player. He, he yeah. did and had the hair plugs too, like Carl Stefanovic. No. Bobby, Bobby Moore at two. And uh, look, on this particular website, Bobby Charlton, the number one. Mm, okay. So the Leighton greats, uh, well, yes. strength and love to all the family and friends. What a life, 86 years of age. This is Kimbo on the Roach and we're here thanks to Balfour's. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Standing in the hall of fame.
Nearly 3.32, we're live from Studio Lumo SA, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game, a little late for the news, apologies for that. Uh, Timmy from North Haven rang through, just to say thank you for mentioning Bobby Charlton, he hasn't heard uh, many people talk about the late and great today. Mm. And uh, another text came through, this was from Big Russ, he said, where did George Best come, Kimbo, in that top list? Wow, it's a different list. Because it's not English. No. What was he? make his name in England, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. But we'll always have the greatest quote in world football. Well, he had a number of great quotes, and I did watch a movie on his life story when he was interviewed because he was a character, those that aren't aware. He lived in the fast lane, and he he said, "I, I spent a lot of money on birds, booze, and fast cars. The rest I just squandered. He considered that a great investment. An incredibly talented man that... Probably could have even done more with his talents, Rich. It's hard to imagine him doing more, but I get your point. Oh, well, I get your point. He's, uh, <laughs> he was something extraordinary. He was. His, his liver would have liked a little bit of a rest. Oh, he packed a lot into it, Kim. He, he, it's a great he, quote. He certainly did. That's why you've got to get on your bike, Rooch, and get out there a bit more. Get to the nightclubs and start, you know, get the old disco boots on and all that stuff. You're just working too much. You're not Is having enough it? fun. Oh, okay. Get out there. Well, someone's got to earn some money for all those coffees that have to be paid off. Well, you're not doing that, so you might as well be having fun, Rich. You're still <laughs> 15. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 37, we're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Beautiful day outside, currently 24.5 degrees. Phil Harper about 30 seconds away to talk about the Adelaide Crows. Stack of texts coming through Rooch. Uh, we're talking about some of the greatest soccer players ever. This one said, this is Matt in Brisbane, also known as Matt the Hand. He said, I heard George Best got a new liver transplanted and then went straight back to the pub. Uh, I think there's truth in that. I watched his life story and, uh, yeah, it was a silly thing to do. Mario says when he thinks of George Best, he thinks of you, Roach, but you're George Worst. (laughs) Thank you. you. (laughs) And uh, I won't get to that one. That one that's been sent through from Rob, we'll get to that when we start talking uh, cricket. All right, Adelaide Crows lost their first game of the year against Brisbane. They've lost three in a row to Brisbane now. This was Matt Clark after the loss. I don't like losing. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't much fun. But um, but obviously, yeah, so it's you know, it's one game. Uh, the season rolls on. Uh, we've got another good challenge next week in North. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, we, look, we have to we'll have to play a bit better than that if we want to go deep into finals, which clearly that's our, our aim. And that's mm. the truth. they got North Melbourne this week, which will not be in, uh, easy. Let's go to the boss of their footy program. Oh, get my words out, Roach. Program, Phil Harper. Hello, Phil. Hello, Kimbo. How are you? And yeah. Rooch, good to hear from you. Yeah, good to chat to you again. Were you up there on the weekend? I was up there on the weekend. See, I'm wondering why you guys are ringing me. We went seven in a row and I didn't hear from you. Now we've lost one and you're into me. Well, don't you worry. We were going to ring you after not uh, appealing Najwar <laughs> Allen, but we'll get to that. How um, <laughs> how tough were the conditions? We know it was humid up there. Oh, look, it, look, it was a fairly warm day and... Uh, but yeah, that's that's Brisbane at this time of the year, and and where Springfield is in Brisbane, it's sort of out in the you know out to to the west of Brisbane. Uh, so you know it, it it was fairly warm out there, but it was the same temperature for both sides, so we're not using that as an excuse. Now, we, um, you know, in the end, 
in the end, we had a really bad quarter. Our second mm-hmm. quarter was as bad as we've ever had. I mean, we were there was a, we lost clearances eleven zip, mm-hmm. and um, and we were minus fourteen in contested ball. Now the rest of the game was pretty good, uh, but but that one quarter cost us the game, and and that's what happened when you get to the pointy end and you play the good sides. If you if you have a really bad quarter like that, you'll get nutted. We all know that the doc's one of the most uh, balanced human beings going around. Uh, he was a tad annoyed, I would say, at the end of the game. Yeah, look, he he, he, he was. Uh, I, I suppose it was one of those games where you feel that, well, for three quarters of the game we've been the better side, but we've mm-hmm. still lost. And 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 don't get me wrong. I mean, they, you know, over the you know for that quarter and and over the course of the game, they deserved to win, but. You know, it looked like we might have got out of jail there for a while. So I suppose right at the end of the game there, he was going to be a bit frustrated because we nearly got out of jail, but we didn't. But in the end, credit to Brisbane. Uh, you know, they were too good. And, and now we've got to look forward to a game this week where we play North Melbourne, who are mm. you know, one of the other top sides in the competition. If we win that, we probably should wrap up a top two spot. But if we lose it, we drop down to third or fourth and we'd be away for the first week of finals. So, um, you know, whilst you can... Uh, worry about what happened last week we've got to certainly move on straight away to what could happen this week Phil your squad's taken some shocking injuries, I'm fed up with the knee injuries that AFLW players are suffering you've mm-hmm. also taken some hits at the tribunal which we'll bring up later mm-hmm. what are you learning about the depth of the squad? Well we think our depth is is pretty good I mean we, uh, the, the great part is the AFL have put together a program of, they call them scrimmages, where yep. we sort of join with three or four other teams. And uh, and so the girls who miss out each week um, get to play a game at least. So when, when they do get their call up, they're ready to go. And I think overall, the girls who've come in um, to to cover for the ones that are missing, uh, you know, miss out through injury or, or form each week have performed pretty well. So... I mean, I think our depth, the depth in our squad is is pretty good. Mm. Um, you know, you'd, you'd always like to have more, but you know, in the end, you've got to spread the talent around the clubs, and that's mm. what's happened to us over the last few years. But we're quite quietly confident with the depth that we've got, and if you know, if we got a couple of injuries, that we'd be able to cover them pretty well. Annie Hatchard had to go off for concussion mm. protocols in the third term. You lost her for fifteen or twenty minutes. How's she, and how damaging was that? Her being off. Oh look! You know, she's one of she's our you know, one of our best players. She's won, I think, three of our last four best and fairest. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a, a fairly handy player. And it was just you know she she was bravely you know backing into a pack for a mark, and she got flattened in that marking contest. Uh, in fairness, the trainer uh, took her off because she was a bit rattled at that, that stage, even though she wanted to stay on. Uh, and the doctor had to do an, a, a concussion assessment. The fortunate thing was that that cushion assessment took her out of the game for 20 minutes. That was the unfortunate part. But the fortunate one was she passed it with flying colours and was able to come on five minutes into the last quarter and play out the game. So, no, she's feeling fine today. Uh, you know, no, no ill effects from that. So she'll be right next week. But, yeah, at that, at that time of the game, um, it, it, didn't, it didn't make us fill us with joy in the coach's box. But in the end, we'd much rather her be checked and be 100% fit yep. and not playing with concussion and going around and, and potential to cause further damage. Now, Phil, you lost Sarah Allen before the season even started with a hamstring injury. There's two games to go. Uh, she's arguably the best defender in the competition. When will she be ready to play? 
Well, we're just about to send something out now that, look, we're quietly confident that she'd probably be able to play this week. She did a full training. Mm. She did all the full training with the squad last week. Uh, and the plan is for her to do all the sessions this week um, and, you know, to put a three-time All-Australian back into your side, even though she'll be a bit underdone um, because she hasn't played all year, will still be a great boost for the team. So hopefully this week, if it's not this week, it'll definitely be next week and, and she'll be fit and firing for the final. So, yeah, that, that'll give everyone a, a boost. Um, you know, we've played a really young backline all year uh, and to have, you know, our vice-captain and, you know, someone who's played the whole eight seasons of AFLW and been a three-time All-Australian come in to help guide those young players down there will be great. So it's been an interesting year in that mm. uh, through, through necessity, we've had to play all those young players in the back line and they've grown each week. They've had some good weeks and they've had some bad weeks. Uh, but, you know, I think through you know, that, that bit of necessity is probably going to hold us in good stead come finals time. Well, that is huge news, and she'll get two games under her belt, hopefully, before finals. Let's go to the other Alan, Nasrar Alan. Mm. I was staggered three weeks for this in a 10-game season, and I was staggered that it wasn't appealed. So if you can take us through the process, because we talked about it on the show. I looked at the Jordan Degoe incident on Elijah Hewitt, where the impact was huge, and he jumped in the air. I looked at Franklin in round one. I looked at what Cozzy Pickett did to get two games when he came off the ground to Bailey Smith, and I, I was just staggered that she got three games for that, which equates to seven in a men's season. Yeah, well, I'd like to say eight, but anyway, okay. um, look, I'm a, I'm a bit of the, I'm a bit of the same opinion as you. I, I, I was like, in in fairness, um, she didn't put her hands out to Shepherd. She did step in the road to try and Shepherd her teammate, which is mm-hmm. quite legitimate. She shaped a bump, and as it turned out, um, the girl got hit in the head and she missed the rest of that game and the one following. So our assessment was, wow, you're unlucky, because you did. she didn't even know that the girl had run into her. Mm. It was only after the game that her, her partner told her that that was the case that she said, oh, really? I, I didn't even know that happened. So, And I think anyone that watched that collision would say that that, you know, that wasn't a vicious incident or um, you know, a- anything like that. So... So in the end, though, uh, under the rules, if you go to bump and you hit somebody high uh, and then they get injured from it, a, a concussion, you're going to you, you're going to get in trouble. And we couldn't we couldn't say that the the charge was careless, which possibly was careless because she just tried to step in front of her and it, it hit the girl high. Um, high contact. We couldn't dispute that because. The girl's uh, you know, chin ran into her shoulder um, and then they graded as severe impact because the person got concussion. Who had a history we tried of to concussion, get it down, though? A, a big history of concussion, mm. yeah. But, I mean, that's in the end, though, you, whether you've got a history or you haven't got a history, you've given someone concussion, they're out on the ground, that's it. So we thought, well, look, anyone, that, any footy person that watches that would say that there's no way that that deserves three weeks is severe so we we challenged it on on that basis uh, and the and the tribunal disagreed with us now so we 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 sort of accepted that um it was careless it was high contact and we we deemed that it was uh high impact rather than severe uh and the tribunal didn't agree with us um we tried to bring in Roach thinks you we should have gone to the appeals board and said that it was manifestly yeah. unjust. <laughs> well, 
we could do that, or that, or that no reasonable tribunal could find that that was the, um, you know, could could find that was the the case that it was severe impact. Um, we decided against it because we went to a tribunal who did find who did find that it was. Um, at the time, we thought, you know, what we're, what we're arguing about here is for her to be able to play a game against West Coast in round ten, um, you know, rather than playing a practice game with her. Her mates here, which which won't be a lot different. You know, don't get me wrong; we'd rather her play in a, a proper game against West Coast. But um, that was the that was the decision we made in the end. Um, we we still think it was unfair. We would have uh, we would have caught two, and we would have thought, gee, that's even harsh. Yep. At two weeks, we thought it was unfair. At three weeks, we said that to the AFL. We said that to the tribunal. Um, in the end, in the end, we've copped it and we've moved on. It's not great for Madge, I mean, because you know, to me, that's the greatest. Um, it's the greatest suspension of any mm. player in AFLW history mm. for that. Mm. Uh, and really, that was nothing. She just stepped in front and tried to protect her teammate. Um, so that's the thing that sits <laughs> sits in her guts. In that, so so that's the worst act that's ever been committed by an AFLW player in eight years. So, um, so Phil, that's it, why I thought you had to Kane, fight for it, Phil. Does Laura Kane enter the debate about penalty and length of season? Because is the tribunal there well, just they, to issue they, a penalty they, regardless in, in the of the Yeah, there, there's two different sets of rules now. There's a, the, the ones for the AFL men's and the ones yeah. for the AFL women's, and the, and the penalties are, are similar. I suppose the reason for that, and I, I've thought through that as well, well mm. yeah, like, does she really deserve to lose the equivalent of eight games? Yeah. Probably not. Um, but I've thought through that, and you can't really have, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start at a, a half a game Correct. for the women's and then a game and then yeah. one and a half games and then yep. two games. She might have got one and a half games in, in, the, in the men's. So it is a very difficult one for them to navigate through as to, well, how, how do you do that? But you know, maybe it's a bit more lenient when it comes to the gradings of those. And, mm. you know, there, to me, there's no way that, that that act is a severe impact mm. act on that opposition player. And look, don't get me wrong. The first thing we think about is the opposition player. We don't like the fact the opposition player mm. uh, got a concussion and we don't, we don't say that Madge hasn't done something wrong. She stepped yeah. in. As soon as you choose to bump, you caught the person high and the person got concussion. And, and we've never argued that. Madge has never argued that that, mm. even though it was unfortunate, it was, you know, that, that's the rules. But we, we just don't think that three weeks was right for that Phil, actual incident. Phil, you've got a plan for everything and you don't take anything for granted. But what are you planning finals-wise as a venue? Uh, well, we we have to we're going with Nord because we have to. I mean, the Adelaide Oval we'd love to play it, but uh, cricket's got Adelaide Oval for the moment. Yeah. So we'll we'll be playing our games at, at Nord Oval because that's our home our home ground, and uh, it's probably the best ground to get the biggest crowd, which is probably a max of about thirteen thousand into that that we can find. Okay. Yeah, great atmosphere. All right, there's a uh, premiership up for grabs. Uh, you're sitting in second position. Melbourne on top. North Melbourne, mm. you take them on this weekend. Brisbane in fourth place. It's a cracking season. Uh, you play at Unley Oval this Sunday against North Melbourne. Uh, what time does that one get underway? 
No, 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 we're playing oh, at Norwood Oval. Oh, that one got changed. Oh, apologies. Because uh, basically only uh, only Oval's getting renovated. Oh, apologies, and, and yes, the fact we knew that. that. Yeah, we played there back on the 1st of October and mm. we agreed with... Uh, the only council had been terrific to us, but they said, look, could we get this renovation going a month earlier? And, and Norwood were more than willing to take us for this last game. So we're back at Norwood. Uh, we'd love to see as many people... 2.35 on Sunday, this Sunday, as we possibly can to get behind our girls because if we can win that, we, we should finish top two uh, and that gets us uh, a good look at the finals uh, at home at Norwood Oval. Phil, as always, appreciate your time. Good luck over the next couple of weeks and we'll talk during the finals. Thank you very much, lads. Very Hopefully you can ring me after a win next time. <laughs> well, we thought you were going to win. <laughs> Anytime, Phil. Anytime. Well, it's much it's much easier to talk to you after a win than a loss. Oh, well, look, well, you've won seven. You've won seven. Uh, no, we've won seven. No, I won't be greedy. Uh, I'm happy to take one loss as long as we can keep winning from here on in. Yeah, well, let's hope, uh, hope it happens against North Melbourne. Good on you, Phil. Uh, Phil Harper there, who's the GM of footy for the women's program. We need to go to a break, Roach. Uh, IGA Supermarkets supporting women in sport. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy South Australia and IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Text coming through, simple fix for the AFLW, Roach. Uh, minor offence, a fine. Moderate offence, one week. Really bad offence, two weeks. That's from Matt in Brisbane. And yeah, on the 10-season competition. I get you with that. Yeah. But I, as I've said to you before, Kim, you get a penalty that stands regardless if it's 10 weeks, 3 weeks or 30 weeks. You can have a look at that all around the world. In the end, you've got tribunals that are under pressure to show that they're taking any head knock quite seriously. So mm. no one's going to take issue with them being heavy-handed in concussion area. But I get your point. It's a heavy penalty when you see a player not doing anything with any intent or malicious mm. You know, I just think, look, we won't keep flogging a dead horse when you look at the Dugowie bump. If you showed vision, if you're at the tribunal, you showed the Dugowie bump, you showed Cozzy Pickett mid-air trying to take out Bailey Smith. He got two games for that yep. and there's three for this innocuous knock. Anyway, but it's they happened. have to keep looking at the consequence of the knock oh, as well. I hate it when you're logical, Roach. It's not, um, not just me. It's, uh, this text says, is Phil Harper related to cricket umpire Daryl Harper? I'm still reeling from the time he gave me out-handled ball. Oh, <laughs> I got did Phil hand- give you out that way or did Daryl give you out that oh, way sure. to that text message? Yeah, I got out handball at um, playing for Northfield High School. Never played again, did you? Uh, yeah, spat the dummy after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. No, footy, footy took over, Rooch. Uh, we got time here, yeah. Robert says, oh, hang on, where's... Robert said, uh, Kim Rooch, in all sports, you should never flirt with your form. Massive mm. pressure on Travis Head if he plays in the next game. The Aussies batting is back in form and the team is winning. This is a great point because George Bailey's made it very clear, but Travis Head comes back in as an opener. Mitch Marsh will go to number one. And depending on conditions, it'll be Stoinis or Labashain who go out. So I get where you're coming from, Rob, there. Uh, another text. No, that's the same one. Now, will that one back? Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's... That's going oh, to be... well, look, Robert, what is wrong with you? 
I said before I've just seen Robert's text and it's about cricket and I'll get to that very shortly uh, because we were talking footy. Then he says, you're a sports show and you won't read out text messages about cricket. No, because it's my text. Childish Kim Dillon. I'm listening to Rowie and Tim now. At least they read everybody's text. Oh. Rob, stop being a sook. I said I'd get to it. Can Fair I will you, will you back when you said that Travis Head opens with? Mm. Warner. Right, but you said Marsh goes to one. You meant three, did you? Oh, sorry, three. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to correct sorry. that. Sorry. sorry, I was reading Robert's text no, I was just at the same time. Robert, get yeah, how, many, how many openers have we got here? No, my fault, Rich. <laughs> uh, four o'clock news coming up, then the good, the bad. I'm easily confused, Kim. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's a statement. <laughs> <laughs> and generally accepted by most. Um, quick one from Annie. She says, huge congratulations to Connor and Maisie on their engagement. Much love to you both. Yeah, yeah so Channel 7 had that first. He's aligned to Channel 7 and lovely pictures in the paper as well. Uh, they look a beautiful couple. And, of course, Maisie, the daughter of Seb Packer, played for Sturt. Right. And yeah. what league club did he go? Did he go to the Crows? On the Crows? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. All right, minute past four, Rich. The good, the bad and the ugly. Sorry, Rob, but that was a silly text. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Minutes past four. We love Balfours. No matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game. We heard from Phil Harper in the last half hour. The good, the bad and the ugly coming up. John Casey at 4.30, the voice of basketball. Good effort by the 36ers, Roach. Superb effort, Jim. Superb. Superb. Daniel says, Travis Head has been the best Australian one-day batsman over the last two years. He has to come in. I agree. I think Labuschagne will go out. Stoinis saved his position, getting a few wickets and making so, a few runs. You don't want anyone set up to fail. So what has Travis Head's progress been from injury to training to being able to play at a top international event, Kim? Well, George Bailey agrees with you. I was listening to what George had to say or reading what George had to say. Mm. And he said if he's not right, the whole idea was to get him right. He's tracking along beautifully. He started hitting uh, tennis balls. Now he's been in the nets in cricket balls. But if he's not right by the Netherlands, there's no sweat. They'll just wait and use him the next game against New Zealand. Very but good. this is Travis Head on his recovery. Well, I had a really good hit yesterday. Um, I think each session is getting um, better. But, um, again, got to be mindful of the fact that, yeah, it's still, um, I think it was five day, five weeks a couple of days ago. And I sort of told between us, so that six-week mark. But, um, yeah, everything seems to be going well. But, again, it's how I wake up this morning. It's how I can potentially back up tomorrow and train. And, Still a few things I need to, to tick off, but um, I, it, yeah, I'm optimistic. We'll see what happens. So um, continues on this rate, who knows, and um, keep doing the things day by day to hopefully give myself the best chance. Good luck. Good luck. So he'll be breaking up the partnership between Davey Warner and Mitch Marsh. Here's David Warner talking about that 259-run opening partnership. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, we, we, we thought the threat was going to be obviously the first probably five or six overs with the, with the new ball. And then from there, it was, you know, once we got to the pace of the, of the wicket, um, we're going to try and target obviously the next, the next set of guys that are coming. So from us to go out there and put a performance on the ball like that, it's very, very pleasing. Good news too. Because we have been worried about the Aussies in this one-day World Cup, the way yeah, it began. Got, got off to a and now fourth, start. Kim. 2-2, their record is behind India, New Zealand and South Africa. And I remind everyone, England, the defending champs, are ninth. All right, whack your holsters on, Roach. Right. 
here we go. Whoops, sorry. That was me, that last bit, Rooch. Uh, time for the good, the bad and the ugly. What was your good from the weekend? Well, I loved the Sixers because we put the heat on them. We mm. backed them in as well. Yep. They delivered against the Perth Wildcats. And while they were there with their form of redemption, I also liked the way Dave Warner went about his business after a shocking exit the previous game whereby the mm. ball tracker had got him bad. Thought he dropped the bottom lip a bit too much, but that's Dave. Yeah, he likes well, to you're allowed to get take frustrated, heart, yeah. Roach. But his response with that knock the other night against Pakistan was a delight to watch, Kim. Well, it was. Could have been all out for 10. It was a drop catch, uh, Roach. That's their fault, not his. All right. No need to snap. Uh, my good were the Adelaide 36ers uh, and the Australian Diamonds. Even if you've yes. just joined us, they lost today. They were five up at the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Ended up losing by three, but they uh, retained the Constellation Cup. So well done, girls. Mm. Given what's happening in the world of netball at the moment, it's all up in the air. Up in the air? It's more than that. Well, I know. We're going to have a chat to Thunderbirds captain Hannah Petty over the next few days. But I also want to acknowledge uh, Warner and Marsh and their Mm. 259-run partnership route. I was watching that at the uh, Highway Hotel. It was uh, helping the bevvies go down nicely. Uh, Here's their centuries from consecutive balls. And that's a magnificent 21st one-day international century for David Warner. Put down early, but he's made the most of the opportunity that has been granted to him on one of the biggest stages. Nice placement. Wonderful placement. Now Mitchell Marsh celebrates as well. Only his second in ODIs. On his birthday, the best (laughs) gift he could give to himself. 32nd birthday it was too. Beautifully uh, called. What was your bad, Roach? Well, with two minutes to play, Julia Teekle has an opportunity to seal the game for Port Adelaide, to give them their second win in the AFLW. This was against Gold Coast at Albert and Oval on Saturday. Mm -hmm. What happens in the next two minutes is not worth recalling because it was bad and leads leads to a 45-45 draw with Gold Coast. So Port Adelaide has one win, one draw, just like it had last year, Kim. But that game was theirs. Well, let's hear, I know, Roach, I was watching it. Let's hear from their coach, Lauren Arnell, about learning from the big moments. There's some big moments late, but I think also you look at our first quarter and our midfield were really pretty pretty good after quarter time, but there's a lot of moments in that first quarter that you can point to as well. So key message is that we're, we're all in this together um, and we've got to learn from some big key moments that hurt us and we'll do that during the week. Now... I don't know if I'll be in the majority here or the minority, but my my bad was Glenn Maxwell. And I love the way he plays. One of his greatest supporters, Roach, have been for a long time. That but is an extraordinary way to go we, to work. We're one for 259. One, yeah. As I said, I was sitting at the highway having a bevy. I said to my nephew, Tommy, I said, I just hope Glenn has a look at at least one delivery. <laughs> <laughs> he well, goes, he looked at it. He looked at it, yeah, and had a crack at it. I know it's the way he plays, but I thought, wow, you know, just have a little bit of a look. And uh, we're in a little bit of trouble there for a while afterwards as well. What's your uh, ugly? There's a lot of hate in European football for various different reasons. Uh-huh. Like I watched this morning, Jose Mourinho, who's coaching the Roma. <laughs> 
Sorry, Roach. Well, he just made this little gesture no, of the no, opposition no, manager. Oh, I get when in Rome, but... No, no, hang on. That's, I'm only setting this up. But he's yeah. sent off for no, just... Yeah, yeah, no, no, he, the way you said his name. Oh, but he's Portuguese, he's, but he coaches Rome. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you watched anything of Spanish football, but if you saw the Sevilla-Real yep. Madrid game... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, go. no, I know, no, it just went straight over the head, that one. I know. Bit, but... Yeah, keep going. There is a moment where the crowd is doing the old racist card to non-white players. Oh, right. And the, the kid who was imitating a monkey or a gorilla, whatever it was, you think, what sort of upbringing did you have mm. to think? I mean, it's again like we had that moment at the MCG. You go, well, these kids are usually mimicking their parents, aren't they? But this was shocking. And this is, is about the 12th. I don't know what happened in there, but this is about the 12th time it's happened in Spanish football this year. They're in a massive world of denial there that they're mm. saying that we haven't got a problem. They have a major problem. When you've got players repeatedly being taunted by the crowd, someone needs to step in here. And I don't know if FIFA's got the intent, but they should actually be saying to Spain, we've had enough of this. If you're not going to take care of it, we will. It's just horrendous, the no, vision I've seen I agree, this Rich, I didn't know you were going down a serious path. No, it was there. very serious because yeah, I, yeah. I watched it this morning. I thought, Spain is in denial. All year they've been in denial about this issue with certain players who have gone there and they've gone there to make the league better. Mm. For the crowd to take issue with the colour of their skin and then go imitating apes, gorillas, whatever, to taunt and them. And you are sure that's exactly what happened. I'll show you the vision, Kim. It's disgraceful. All right, Roach, that's a, a very serious one. Um, look, it's got to end. Yeah, I, I agree. I know. Taunting. The racism full yeah, stop. No, I agree with it's that. It's a horrible world at the moment. All right, you done? Yes. All right. Now, I wasn't going to have a crack at Robert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but another no. text have come through. Now, Rob, we mm. love having you listening to the show. We love you having your say. We try to get all the texts. I acknowledged your text, and because we were talking football, I said, oh, Rob's talking cricket. We're going to talk about cricket shortly. We'll get back to that text. Mm -hmm. Now, Rob, every time you go, oh, if you're not going to read my text, I'm going to another station. Now, we've got a text here. It says, Rob, you silly little man, what are you thinking? You need some Big Duff 101 lessons. That's from the Big Duff. And there's a few others. Now, honestly, Rob. Just pump the brakes. We try to get to everything. We love having you a part of the show, but if it's going to get you that frustrated, it might be better you don't listen, all right? That's my ugly. It's 12 past four. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Team, big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. Hell, the locals like it. Uh, Johnny Casey coming up at 4.30 to talk basketball in the Adelaide 36ers. Tommy from Mile End has sent in a text. I know why he sent it in too. He said, G'day, boys. Who won closest to the pin? Oh, from memory, reckon Tommy went about 350 or something. Mm. But uh, we announced it earlier, Tommy. John from Prospect, he picked Australia to win. And a bat first, not that that mattered, and to make a score of 369. So he's only two runs off. Australia made 367. So, Tommy, I think you came about third or fourth. It was pretty close, so we appreciate that. Mm. Now, Tommy, are you learning anything about what the AFL fixture is going to deliver next year? Oh, look, I've heard uh, what Caro said. I've heard what you said, Roach. 
And then I read some stuff in the paper today, which is a repeat of... Oh, sorry, it was on Adelaide Now. Mm. Um, yeah, well, what do you, what do you want to do? What I'm do you, just where surprised when I read that, that they haven't hit on the point that next year's the 20th anniversary of Port Adelaide's oh. premiership against Brisbane. Now, I'm intrigued when that Port Adelaide-Brisbane game is going to be locked in to Adelaide Oval as a celebration moment. So is that a request by Port Adelaide, do you know? Or I would just think thought, it would be? I would have thought... 20-year, they're planning everything for the 20-year anniversary mm. of their premiership, which brings into question, does that jumper come back, Kim? Which it one? has to. Well, that premiership jumper. The which one, one was the that? teal top, black bottom, and the white elongated diamonds. You remember that one? They wore it 2004 the grand final. As long as you don't use that lightning one. I didn't lighten it. No, up. no, that's not it. That's not oh, it. No. Um, so I'm just intrigued as to how that one's going to work. Port Adelaide v Brisbane at Adelaide Oval. When in the year? What time slot? Which day? Well, given where both sides are on the ladder at the moment, you'd like to think that's a Friday night game, wouldn't you? Or a Saturday night But it won't be. That, it just won't be a Friday. They, you It'll know be Friday or Saturday night. Touch Saturday night. Two non-Victorian teams on a Friday night. Rich, you have to do this week's unmissable moment. Thanks Coming to Drinkwise. No, we're going to do it now. Oh, Told you that in the break, you goose. Oh, I thought Ben had overruled you. No, when's that going to happen? Oh, okay. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I was taking your advice, not his. Kim's. Mm. No, he doesn't want because he needs to go to the toilet the next break. I know that experience. Um, I know. Now, this is a nice segue, Roach, before you nearly bucked it up. This is from Ethel from Ethelden. Hello, Ethel. She said, did either of you two blokes see Grace Harrods hit a six with their bat breaking in half? I would like to see Rucci attempt that. Well, Roach, I believe that could be this week's unmissable moment for Drinkwise. Yes. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Well, Grace wasn't missing them. That is Grace Harris from the Brisbane Heat. 136 not out off 59 balls. It's mm. a WBB record. But when she was on 64, virtually halfway through this, she wasn't too happy with the bat. Now, we'll just let the audio play out. You'll get it. You'll work it out because she wasn't mucking about. Hey guys, I need a new bat. A new bat. Nah, nah, it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Grace Harris behaviour. I'll still eat it. Stop it, I'll still eat it. I love that. Uh, she's box office, there's no doubt about that. There oh. is, she's young. And it's she's still six. in for six. <laughs> it is extraordinary stuff. So that's it. Before to... that ball, she's going, hey, guys, I need a new bat. And it's going to take some time and she doesn't want to hold it. Ah, oh, stuff it. I'll hit it anyway. She did hit it. Broke the bat. Got six runs on her way to 136 not out. It's a classic moment in world sport. You need to watch it. I think Bumpy yes. Benny is going to put that up on our socials. Benny, is that right? Yep, thumbs up there. He's back to work today, but he's still not good. I think he's, he's already campaigning for a sickie oh. again tomorrow. Is he? You're going to be in tomorrow, Benny? Mm. No, he says no. <laughs> Lines are, you'll have to step up. I love Will's text that he's just sent in. Everyone's got a nice little I'll twist to these things. Which one? Will's <laughs> just sent in. Why do the Lions have to relive their lost help the power celebrate? Well, that's what happens, Will. You have these moments in football that get celebrated, even if you're on the wrong side of it. As long as Geelong doesn't get any ideas in a few years' time. Oh, boy, what, what, what happened there? I'll give you 119 <laughs> things that happened that day, Kim. Well, how that's that's oh gosh, that's three years away. That was one of your better unmissable moments, thanks to Drink Wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. I 
chose to do that Friday night. No, you didn't. Nearly. No, you didn't. Nearly. Here's a text. I'd hate to cut Rob off on the drive home tonight. All right. We'll let that one go. Okay, we're going to a break, Roach. Uh, beautifully done. John Casey coming up after 4.30. Lots of people to hear from still. We'll hear more from Matt Clark, Lauren Arnell. Uh, we just heard Grace Harris. And we're going to hear about Tim Payne, who he thinks has been Australia's greatest ever white ball batter. We'll tell you that next on Kimbo and the... Roach. Yes, you. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-eight. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, proudly supporting inclusive sport. John Casey coming up after four thirty. Hey, just a reminder: we are yet to do our cue to call. Okay, for your chance to enter in Kimbo and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, um, you can be uh, one of seventy-five people. We're doing the first five callers every day when you hear our cue to call, which is the racing bugler Roach. We haven't done it yet. Mightn't be far away. First place, $500. Second place, $200. Third place, $100. All in IGA vouchers. Uh, that's only two weeks away. First Tuesday in November. Beautifully, Rich. Just seeing if you're still with us. Yes. Um, I've got you up and about, haven't I, with my little tease about Tim Payne will tell you who An is interesting the greatest question. ever white ball batter. Greatest ever mm. white ball batter. Define Australia. It. For Australia. This is interesting how you define it. Who would you say? Well, by runs, scored Ricky Ponting. Look at you. have been all over your phone, haven't you? You had no idea. I shouldn't have teased you. Let's have a listen to Tim Payne. But we haven't got time for that, Tim. Let's go to the next question. If David Warner keeps this current form up and helps Australia make a deep tournament run, where would he rank among Australia's all-time ODI batters? I would say, regardless of whether he keeps his current form up, he's at the top. Very top. I would say he is, what's that say, ODI batters. I would say he is the best white ball batter Australia's ever had. Yep. Ever. Uh, and, I, and I'm putting him very, very close to the top ODI batter as well. I don't think there'd be too many batters that would average more in one-day international cricket than David Warner. Yep. I'd say there's probably one or two. And I know that one of them's Mike Hussey, who batted down the order for a lot. So he'd have more not out. So his average is likely to be higher. But I think David Warner's played like 150-something. Scored about 6,000 ODI runs. 6,500, I reckon. Ricky Ponting scored like 13. But he played 370. So he's played more than double the yeah, games. Yeah. He averaged about 41. David Warner's averaging about 45, 46 as we speak. And I would imagine of all the people on that top run scorers list, barring maybe an Aaron Finch, his strike rate would be far superior. Best well, white ball batter we've had. Ooh. Big. Top of the tree. Hard to argue, though. Top of the tree. Ooh, and he's left out one in particular. Yeah, it's subjective, this is, Roach. But if you look at the stats, he has the second best strike rate out of any Australian. Do you know who mm -hmm. has the best? Tell me. Adam Gilchrist, 96.89. Right. Oh, Davey yeah, Warner's at 96.82. The best average in one-day cricket. And Michael one of, Bevan. Yeah, one of the best finishers at 53.58. But he had a strike rate of 74.16. Uh, made nearly 7,000 runs. Uh, Dean Jones, mm. who was clearly the best in his era, 
But uh, they just score so much quicker now. Jonesy scored at 72.5. Average in the 40s? Yeah, average 44, yeah, 44 runs. They would be in the top three for Australia. They would be. Yeah, so I I would say David Warner, Adam Gilchrist, Ricky Ponting. Gee, did Mm. he make some runs? Phenomenal. 374 matches, Roach. Mm. As opposed to Davey Warner on 154, Adam Gilchrist played 285. So fairly impressive. And plus, Davey Warner now leads all... Oh, no, he doesn't. I apologise. Ricky Ponting, 29 centuries. David Warner, 21. Adam Gilchrist, 16. Matthew mm. Hayden gets a mention as well. He's had a strike rate of 79, reached an average of 44. Not bad for a Good an list. Opener. It's a good list, that one. All right. Oh. Should save that for our friends at Lumo. Oh, fair dinkum, Will. What's I, happened oh, now? Just some text come through. Will says, if you think that's controversial from Tim Payne, you should see no, his no, text. No, 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 oh, now, now. Yeah. Now, stop it. Stop it. Well, I've stopped. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 4.37, still 24.8 degrees outside. We love the support we get from Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Roach, you spoke about the draw in the AFL for next year. and you said, Yeah, yep. you said the fixture, and you said that Port Adelaide were pushing for the... 20th anniversary of their premiership, which is the grand final win against Brisbane. Yeah, and then you mentioned uh, it's only three years away from the 20-year well, anniversary of the Geelong. Trying to avoid mentioning it. Well, you brought it up, Rich, I and did. Will has sent a text. He said uh, Geelong are working mm. along with John Schumann from Red Gum mm. for their 20-year premiership celebrations. They're reworking the lyrics of I Was Only 19 so, uh, to, so it can be sung as I Was Only 109. It was only 119. John Schumann wouldn't do that. Power will be expected John to Schum- sing along, obviously. No, John Schumann would not do that. Is he a port man, is he? Well, he's worked on some Port Adelaide things, yes. Has he? Yes. Well, he probably got paid for it, Rich. Doesn't mean he barracks for you. Right. I'll host your BNF if they pay me. And John Casey, well, he hosts everything. He's the voice of basketball and he's up and about at the moment because the Sixers case are off the bottom of the ladder. Yay. Yeah, how good is that? Good to be with you, Kimbo. And you too, Roach. Uh, it was a really impressive win for them there on uh, Saturday night. So happy that they finally uh, broke through. And uh, hopefully they can build on that. We okay. never doubted it. No, well, we did. <laughs> no, I didn't. We, no, Roach, <laughs> I didn't. You did. Oh, you are. A, I was you fully with, on board. You kick with the win you do. We spoke to Jason Caddy on Friday after their Thursday night loss to the Phoenix. Uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix, and uh, look, they took a lot of responsibility for the loss. And he told us that um, uh, DJ Vasilovic actually called a bit of a meeting and uh, got everyone to put their heads together to try and turn the season around. It looked like it's worked. Yeah, look, very brave move by DJ. And uh, it has to be said that he's also expanded on that today and explained that uh, he called the meeting and he had a few, a few home truths that he wanted to clear the air with as well because... Prior to coming to Adelaide, DJ had been critical of the Adelaide mm. 36ers on social media Big time. and let fly uh, very strongly. And um, he made a point of uh, 
you know, I want to cleanse myself, so to speak, and explain that this was all to do with the previous uh, people there and wasn't anything to do with the current uh, regime and he cleared the air. But, yeah, look, to be here and play just one game and realise that something needed to be done and then take it upon yourself and actually get it done. And he energised that team on Saturday night. There's no doubt about it. He's played a lot of junior basketball with Isaac Humphreys, 10 years, in fact. Mm. And he obviously got into Isaac Humphreys and said, mate, look, you're better than this. We know what you can produce. You played in the NBA. Bring back NBA Isaac Humphreys. And that's what he brought to the table. He had 26 points, eight rebounds. He was just one shy of his career high scoring. And there was also a moment in the game where Isaac Humphreys turned to his teammate, Kyron Galloway, who had missed a defensive assignment and really gave him a serve. And that's very unlike Isaac. But I think that's a legacy of the message coming from DJ that we need to be more aggressive and we need to own our own performances rather than rely on the coaches to tell us what I, you know, what we can do. So it was really impressive and super impressive by DJ. When we spoke to him last week, I asked, could this be a long-term thing in Adelaide? And he said, maybe. Look, I'd be trying to sign him long-term because we know he's great on the court, but he clearly is a leader and he is someone that you can call a franchise player going forward. And I'd love to see him stay here a little bit longer on what he's done in a very short space of time. And just going on what you said earlier, uh, he certainly doesn't hold back with his opinions. So we'll just tidy this up because on social media last season, he said about the Adelaide 36ers, I quote, they're a terrible organisation, want to spend money on the wrong players and then cut the good ones. Just note that some local players on that roster make more than those who actually help their team to championships. Then he lighted up again a little bit later and said that, <laughs> uh, that, that Adelaide hasn't been relative since the Joey Wright days. Ooh. So he had a bee in his bonnet about the 36ers. So is he speaking the truth when he says that was all under previous management? Yeah, I think so. And to be honest with you, it's not the, the 36ers isn't the only topic that DJ's had strong views and uh, was happy to share about on social media. Uh, he's one of those people. He wears his heart on his sleeve and he's an honest uh, you know, customer, and if he doesn't like something, then he's happy to uh, give his point of view, which, you know, you've got to love and really appreciate that when you've got a high-profile sportsman who's happy to share his views and cop the criticism for it. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he made that clear. It was to do with the previous regime and the way things were handled. Um, so uh, they cleared the air with that, and they certainly cleared the air with their performances on the court, and they got that great win against Perth. Okay, John, the Sixers are now off the foot of the ladder. Here's the question. Are they going to be spoilers to everyone else or are they contenders to get into the finals race? Look, you'd like to think that they are contenders. And I say that because I don't think that they've finished in terms of recruiting at this stage. And CJ Bruton was asked the question post-game again about bringing in another player. And his answer was no comment. Um, (laughs) So... I think it's pretty obvious that they're looking. Now, earlier today, Jack White, uh, an Australian player, a boomer, uh, Duop Reith, Olympic bronze medalist with the boomers, were both cut by their NBA teams. Ah. Now, if they could get hold of either of those players, then they would automatically become contenders. And we know that Adelaide are in the marketplace. Now, sure, Jack and Duop are both you know, they're probably reluctant to come back to Australia as, as we speak. They want to pursue their opportunities. And there may be another NBA team that would pick them up. But if Adelaide was somehow able to get one of those players, because they do need another big, then they are automatically 
in the mix in terms of being contenders. Obviously, they've dug themselves a very big hole in terms of you know win loss two and five at the moment, seven games in. So a quarter of the season is done, but yeah. you only need to qualify a player for seven games, a quarter of the season for him to make playoffs. So yes, the job is ahead of them, but uh, they'll be leaving no stone unturned in their endeavours to try and make the playoffs. And when you look at what they've got already. With Isaac Humphreys, if we get the best version of him, and Kadia McCarran and DJ Vasiljevic, look, they've got enough talent on that team. If they and they have one more piece for them to be as good as any team in the competition at the moment, because it's it's a very fine line between winning and losing in the NBL, and an injury here or a bad day there, and the results change dramatically. So they're certainly in the mix. So John, just help us with this. When you're taking such high-profile sportsmen out of one big competition to the Australian competition. What are the budgets like for hiring, signing those types of players? Well, it's a complicated scenario, and you would expect that some players, obviously, if their circumstances are right, are happy to play perhaps for less than uh, what their value is. And Andrew Gaze did that his entire career, staying with the Melbourne Tigers, because that was his club. So if you find someone like DJ Vasiljevic who wanted to come back to Australia and be playing in the NBL in front of the Australian coach and Mm. proving himself to get a ticket to the, uh, on the plane to Paris Olympics next year, then he might be prepared to pay, play for a little bit less. Jack White, Duop Reed, if they don't have an inclination to go to Europe and want to do that similar path, then they might be encouraged to come back to Australia and play for less money than they could earn in the G League, say, perhaps in, in the USA and wait for an NBA call-up. Mm. Um, and you might get them at uh, you know less than what their going rate would be. So um, it's a complicated scenario. And, and I guess you know, at the absolute upper echelon in terms of uh, having to pay players, then Adelaide may be out of the running if it came to a bidding war. But uh, all those things you have to take into account. And um, I think, yeah, there's still that opportunity that Adelaide could be able to get hold of a very high-quality player uh, and fit it into their budget. Interesting. Case, the 36ers head to Auckland to take on the New Zealand Breakers next. They've just won the one. They've only played the three games. I know it all evens out and they wash, but uh, they, along with the Taipans, only played three games. Other clubs have played up to seven. Yeah, well, both those teams went to the US and played NBA teams. So whereas Adelaide last year, similar to what Adelaide did going away to the USA. So, yeah, that that's distorted the, the ladder and um, New Zealand coming back and Cairns coming back and New Zealand played their first game on the weekend and played Melbourne and played really well. They're going to be hard to beat. Uh, but again, I, I just point out that Brisbane, who are struggling at the moment, went to New Zealand and won before uh, earlier this season before New Zealand went over to the United States. So um, Adelaide certainly not out of uh, the equation in terms of getting a win in New Zealand. Uh, it's going to be tough, though, uh, that game on Thursday night. And then they've got to back up in Perth again on Saturday before their next home game here on Remembrance Day. November 11 here in Adelaide is the next home game for the 36ers. So, yeah, it's a tough ask, but... Um, Certainly with that win uh, over Perth and, you know, sort of the buoyancy that will give to the group, then uh, not out of the question because New Zealand, well, they've had a hectic travel schedule just back. They stayed in Melbourne when they flew back from the US before going home. And look, uh, they're, they're not at their best at the moment. So an opportunity, the door just slightly ajar for Adelaide to get an upset win on the road. Case, I've had a brain fade. Uh, who did CJ replace as coach? CJ Bruton? Yeah. C.J. Bruton came into the uh, equation when Connor Henry was released Connor by Henry, the Adelaide 30. Yeah, yes. who replaced Kelly no, Wright. We used to speak to him on a regular basis, and he used to always say, if we can get Hart, 
we can get hot and get on a run. Can the Sixers get hot? Can they get hot? <laughs> well, they can. And that's that's what I say because, you know, look, the other thing about DJ Vasiljevic is that he's such a great outside shooter. He hit 10 threes in a game and had 42 points last season. So he can get hot. If he gets hot, Jason Kandiki gets streaky. You know, you've got guys like, Isaac Humphreys, who was outstanding on the weekend, who can take the game by the scruff of the neck. You've got Jacob Wiley, who's another player. Uh, before that win on Saturday night, Trey Kellett had three games of 20-plus. So, uh, as I say, there's enough tools there to work with. And if they can get hot, then they're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of other teams. And the other thing you have to remember is that the season's over so quick that they play on average every four and a bit days. So... As I say, you get an injury and that can just all of a sudden you've got problems. So you stay healthy and you get hot and you can reel off some games in a row and force your way back up the ladder. But um, the job is certainly ahead of Adelaide, but I wouldn't rule them out because of all the talent that they have. And as I say, they're still on the lookout for more talent as well. John, on the big picture, are we seeing with the Perth Wildcats the way they're at, that there is a new era emerging in this league? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the Perth Wildcats, uh, once you have that unbelievable streak of 35 successive yeah. years yeah. in the playoffs and then it, that, that run is broken, it can be hard. And look, they're just out of sorts at the moment. John Rilly's finding it tough as coach. Uh, we spoke with him pre-game on Saturday. And, you know, he was trying to remain optimistic and, and certainly, uh, but he is feeling the pressure, I'm sure, because they just expect to win in Perth. And that's yes. the trouble when you take over at such a successful franchise. Mm. I mean, there's only one way to go when you've been playing finals for 35 years and, you know, won 10 championships and, and so forth. So they, they definitely uh, have some work to do. And I think like Adelaide, it, not so much the losses that they're having, but the way they're losing at the moment as well. So... Um, yeah, look, they've got problems. Illawarra have got problems in terms of trying to win games. Brisbane are out of form at the moment. So all of a sudden, Adelaide, if they're not in the uh, top six to be in that playing tournament, but they're on the fringe of it. And uh, if they can get a couple of wins, and then they're, they're going to create some problems. So um, yeah. while you, you just enjoy the wins when you can, because they, they can be hard to find in the NBL, it's such an even competition uh, and we saw that yesterday with Tasmania beating Sydney again. So that's twice this year that Tasmania are beating the reigning champs. And they beat them in Sydney yesterday and they looked impressive. So, And, you know, you look at the Tasmanian team and they don't have the most talent. They have the best coach, I think, is the uh, indication of what I'm getting from there. They don't have the best talent, but they're winning. And uh, it just goes to show that if you can get your group together everyone on the same page, then you can win games and you can certainly make playoffs. Okay, so you're working at Channel 7 tonight? Uh, no, I'll be there on Wednesday doing some bits and pieces, but I won't be there tonight. No, oh, you got a good life. I was going to say, you wouldn't have good news on the WBBL. The strikers are currently 6 for 76, oh, chasing down the Renegades tally of 167. We need 92 runs from 43 balls. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Case, always great to chat to you. Uh, we love your enthusiasm. We're starting to believe, Roach. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased to hear it. Hey, just before I let you go, Kimbo, I'm, I'm a regular listener, as you know, of the yeah, program. Yes. I heard you talking earlier about um, the fact that, you you know, you have trouble hearing in one ear. I, I don't know if you're aware, but Lester Piggott had a similar problem as well. Were you aware of that? No, no, the great jockey. The, the great jockey, Lester Piggott, was deaf in one ear. And it reminded me when you mentioned that you have your hearing problems on one side of the great story that Lester would tell that one day uh, he didn't have his best effort on a horse and he rode it poorly and as he came back to scale it just got beaten. A punter was leaning over the fence and giving him uh, oh well some pretty savage yeah. advice and so forth and it, it told him that um, that you know his terrible ride had cost him. He said you've lost me twenty quid 
He said, I want me 20 quid. Give me 20 quid. You've, that was your loss. I've lost 20 quid. And Lester saw him very animated, but didn't hear what he was saying, apparently, and turned to him and said, I'm sorry, I'm deaf in this ear. You'll have to say that again. And he turned his head and the punter said, your ride was shocking. It was terrible. That's the worst I've ever seen. You've cost me 100 quid. Now, I want 100 quid from you. And Lester Piggott turned to him and said, actually, I like the first version of events when you said it in the other ear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so look, uh, no, well, I have no hearing in my left ear whatsoever, and that's why I choose to keep Roach on my left side for most of the time we're off here. Okay, so always (laughs) Thank you for that. Speak soon, boys. See you, Case. Oh, uh, love his work. The voice of basketball there. Uh, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel and Sundays via 10 Peach and 10 Play. So the lesson from all that is every day when you have that moment, oh, I wouldn't mind a coffee. I'll be on your left side. And I'll say, oh, shout, and you won't hear it. Well, you know that, uh, and you guys are very intolerant of my deafness. I can't help it. <laughs> Ben gets frustrated, and I think, well, Ben, I can't help it if I'm deaf, you know. Um, talking of that, though, I saw on uh, 60 Minutes last night, they did a wonderful story on our Matildas and uh, our goalkeeper, Mackenzie, help me, Arnold, Mackenzie Arnold. Yeah, she has hearing problems and now wears a hearing aid in her ear, and she went right. public with it. Okay. She wears it everywhere now, okay. and uh, she's been overwhelmed by the messaging she's received back from Good. young children because Good. people have a thing about you know wearing a hearing aid. And just for the record, I can't. Mine's nerve damage. Otherwise, mm. I would. Okay. All right. There we go. We've got deep, meaningful There's there. no new hope for you? They've uh, made some wonderful advance. Yeah, they have. No, no not on the left side, uh, Rooch. Yeah. Uh, there's not. But the way I'm going, I'll probably need something in the right ear. Can someone tell me how many times Brian Lara was not out in Test cricket compared to Tong Tendulkar and Steve War? Arthur from Handorf. We'll have a look at that. Uh, what have we got, Rooch? About a minute to go. We'll send it through again tomorrow, Arthur. We'll do that. We'll do the list tomorrow. Roochie could pass as John Casey's brother. Nut Casey. <laughs> what? Chopsy, what are you drinking? Rucci should take look. on Robert to defend his only mate, Dylan. That's Ethel from Ethelton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Robert was a bit grumpy today. Uh, who we got on the show tomorrow, Benny? You don't care. You have another sickie. No, he's updating the cricket score and it's not good. No, I can't. No, we, 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 we worked it out, Ben. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, is it? No, no. Let it no, go. We're 7 we'll take, we'll take the loss. Yeah. So we're, we're done. Yeah, we're um, in big trouble there. Just quickly, Roach, before we go, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game with over $70,000. Just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November the 12th and you're in with a chance to win. So you're running out of time there, November the 12th. Get into a Beaumont Tiles store and you might be off to the Super Bowl. Tease and see a pie. See you, Roach. Good night, everyone. Uro, drive safely, please. Oh, I'll see you. <laughs>